glad you all made it out and defied the weather and came to church on Wednesday night. Anyway, it's good to have you with us. Uh, those of you who are streaming online, we're glad to have you as well. Just uh, enter in with us and let's push away everything that's happened today. Just worship is pouring out, so let's let's pour out all of the events of today and just empty out and let the Lord have preeminence among us. What key were we in there, Sister Julia? See? Let's go up to F. Let's sing, I worship you, Almighty God. I worship you, Almighty God. There is none like you. I worship you, O Prince of Peace. That is what I long to do. I give you praise, for you are my righteousness. I worship you, Almighty God. There is Thank you. 
touch my heart like you do. I could search for all eternity, Lord, and I'd find there is none like you. Amen. Praise the Lord. You can be seated just a moment. I don't have any submitted prayer requests, um, but we want to continue to remember Brother Ben McCafferty and his family. I know he's uh, still mourning the loss of someone very close to him. Uh, That's something that we as a body should enter into and uh, go through with them and just hold them up in prayers. Nobody can comfort like the Holy Spirit comforts. And so I believe tonight it would be appropriate to just ask the Lord to comfort him by the Holy Spirit as they go through this time. Uh, That's the only prayer request I know of. If anybody has a request to make known via uplifted hand. Brother Stephen, would you come and Take these requests before the Lord. Let's bow our heads. Heavenly Father, Lord, we come humbly before you this evening. Lord, how thankful we are for a place to come in and worship you in spirit and in truth. As Brother Matt said, I I pray that each one of us in this room, and perhaps each one that is listening, we could just push, push away what happened today. And I believe that for many of us that's hard to do, perhaps because we, it's, it's hard to push away uh, perhaps ourselves, what we've done, what we've said, what we've said this week, what we've said today. I think a lot of times when we come into service and we're in your presence, Lord, it can be very difficult to push those things aside and not walk by sight, but walk by faith. But I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ tonight, that you would help each one of us to allow our faith to rise above the circumstances, anything that we're facing, any fear, any anxiety, any illness. And Lord, we could just be at peace in your presence. Just for the next few moments. The troubles of tomorrow will come, but just for the next few moments, Lord, we we enter into your presence. Lord, I pray that you'd have the ability to move in our hearts tonight. As we bring our minds and our, our, our hearts subject to the word of God, I, I pray, we pray together that you would have the preeminence. Lord, you'd allow us just to be at peace. We love you so much. We thank you, Lord, for your many blessings. We pray for those who are ill. We pray for those who are not here. We pray for Brother Ben. Lord, many are the afflictions of the righteous. Lord, we thank you for this time together. We pray for Brother Aaron as he comes and preaches. Lord, we love you so much and we thank you. And in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray and ask. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Well, we just want to do an announcement real quick. 
the side exit here, uh, given how few people we have tonight, the deacons have asked me to tell you, uh, you're all welcome to use the rear exit. There's no need to use the side exit with uh, so few people. So just remember that at the end of the service as you leave. Once again, very happy to see everybody here tonight and very glad to have visitors with us. Uh, I think... I don't, I don't know where Brother Steve and Sister Sarah fall as far as officially being the visitors or not, but we're glad to have them. And then we're also glad to uh, have Brother Chris, Chris Clavel with us and family. And uh, I believe his in-laws, the Fryos, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. So we're glad to have you all with us. And uh, let's sing one more song if we can stand. Sister Anna, if you would be getting ready to come and sing a special uh, let's sing, I love you, Lord, and I lift my voice. Probably, yeah. I love you, Lord, and I lift my voice to worship you.
enjoyed that. Let's stand and let's uh, let's sing together. Another song or two. We'll have brother brother Caleb come. Let's sing. Uh, let's sing the song you were playing there at the start of the service. This is your house. This is your house, Father, come and dwell. This is your house, O holy house of prayer, where the lost and the lonely burdens and their cares. This is your house. This is your
Christ, outside it's cold, but inside we are warm, Lord. Father, our hearts are burning, Lord Jesus Christ, because we love you. We thank you, Father, for giving us another opportunity to come into your house and to be able, Lord Jesus Christ, to hear from you. Father, we pray now, Lord God, Lord Jesus Christ, may your Holy Spirit come, Father, and minister, Lord God, to your children. Father, may you set aside the vessel, and may you be the speaker, and may you also be the hearer. Lord, there are some here who have come with burdens. Lord Jesus Christ, they are coming to the foot of the cross, because, Lord, you told us in your word that, Lord God, you, you take away our burdens. There are some, Lord, who are listening today, who are sick and afflicted, and, Father, they are looking to you, they are looking upon the cross of Calvary, because the cross of Calvary, that's where we all have our answers. We are gathered today, Lord, as your family. We are not looking to the east or to the west, but we are looking unto you, the author and the finisher of our faith. Speak to us, O God, and touch us, O God. We pray that your Holy Spirit may be with us. We commit this service into your hands. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. You may take your seats for Wow. I greet you all in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Um, uh, some folks could not make it today because of uh, the bad weather, but um, we are certainly happy to have you that have managed to come. And uh, I'm a little bit nervous. It always makes uh, someone nervous to come and, you know, be uh, standing here, and it, it should always be like that and stay like that. And I hope that uh, you are praying for me. I want to thank uh, Brother Barry for giving me this opportunity also uh, to, to stand on his behalf. And um, maybe we can uh, stand to read our Bibles, and then we can just uh, sit down. If we can open to Second Corinthians chapter 5. Verse 18, the Bible says, And all things are of God, and all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given us the ministry of reconciliation, to which that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself not imputing their trespass unto them, and hath committed unto us the word, the word of reconciliation. Now then we are the ambassador, ambassadors of Christ, as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. You may take your seat. Um, before I get into my sermon, I want to take this time to thank you uh, to thank the, thank the pastor and um, all of you believers who are here and some who are listening for uh, the, the Bibles that we've managed to send to Africa. And I've been getting uh, messages and messages of people just passing their gratitude and their thanks to you. It, it means a lot to them. Uh, I know there are folks, I know there, there's a group of, uh, of, of people that you know, won't even have a single Bible in the whole church. And they have to wait for a minister to come all the way from the city to preach to them. And um, a lot of the folks down in the villages, they can't even afford a Bible. So it really, really means a lot to them. And they are so thankful for, 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 your, for what, you, what you have done for, for them. And uh, I want to let you know that uh, it's, 
if you love God, you, you, you do something for his people. That's what the prophet taught us. If you love God, you have to love his children. And whatever you, you do for God's children, God will repay you. And, um, you know, a lunch box that has got, you know, some fish and some bread cannot do much. But if you give it to Jesus, it can feed 5,000. So $5 here, it might not mean much, but it can buy a Bible that can sustain a family. Praise the Lord. So thank you so much for, for, for doing that. And I want you to know that that has always been the order of God. Uh, there's not going to come a billionaire and help you know, everyone. That's how it was at Pentecost. It's one church helping the other church. And uh, uh, some believers refreshing other believers. That's just how God made it. So we, we just you know, accept what you know, the God has made. So today, I don't want to waste time. I want to go straight into the word. I want to talk about the law of return. I don't have my pointer here, do I? I want to talk about the law of return and um, the ministry of reconciliation. And uh, from the scripture that we have read here, Paul is saying that God has given us the ministry of reconciliation. Now, in my line of work, I do a lot of reconciliation. You know, reconciliation is when you have got something on this side and something on this side, and you want them to, to come together. That's what reconciliation is about. It's about finding answers. It's about, you know, trying to, making two ends meet. That's what reconciliation is all about. Maybe uh, Brother uh, Stephen can tell us what the Greek word is right there, but <laughs> that's just how I know it from my, my basic understanding. So, so Christ, when he came, he was reconciling the world to himself. And he was reconciling you and me to back to God. So in other words, we were aliens. In other words, we were lost. But the purpose of Christ coming here, he wanted us to bring us back to where we came from. That is the reason that Jesus Christ was manifested. And sometimes we, get, we might get lost in the details. Sometimes we might get lost in the process. But we must know why we are here. The reason why we are here is to receive the word of God so that we can go back where we came from. So that we can go back where we are supposed to be. Praise the Lord. That's the ministry that Christ came to do. And that's the same ministry that Paul was doing. And it's the same ministry that Brother Branham was, 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 was having. And it's the same ministry that we are continuing today. It's not to build hospitals. It's not to, to do many other things. It's to reconcile an individual back into the fullness of the image of God. It's to bring an individual back to where they can stand as the sons and the children of God. And I want you to know that what was planted in the beginning is what shall come at the harvest. If you are wondering tonight... Where we are supposed to be, I've got an answer for you. We are supposed to be where we were in the beginning. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let's read something here. So uh, in Jewish history, uh, they, they have what they call uh, the, uh, the law of return. So this law is actually says if you're a Jew and if you're anywhere in the world, you can come back to Israel and become a citizen. You know, because they realized that the Jews were aliens and, you know, they never had, they, they lost their land. And when they were given back their land, 
So they, they gave this law that any Jew, no matter where he is, if he wants to come back home, he can come back home and claim citizenship. And this law did not start today. It was there in the Bible. To which that if you are a son of God, if you are a daughter of God, no matter where you are, all you simply have to do is to come back and God is ready to accept you to give you the position that you are supposed to have. Praise the Lord. Amen. So in Leviticus chapter 25, we read uh, uh, about you know, the, 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 the year of Jubilee. So the year of Jubilee, it was a year where they would sound a trumpet. And when they would sound the Jubilee trumpet, the priest, that the land was supposed to return to, to its owner. And the slaves were supposed to go back to, 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 to their homes. If you had been a slave for many years, and the, and the trumpet of Jubilee sounded, you were supposed to go back. Amen. So this, this is what we find out in, in, in Leviticus chapter 25. And in Romans chapter 8 verse 19, Paul says, For the earnest expectation of the creature waited for the manifestation of the sons of God. For the creature was made subject to vanity, not willing, but by reason of him who hath subjected the same in hope. Because the, the creature also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption. So there are two things which must be reconciled. The creature, which is the land, it has to be released. And the sons of God, so the, the, the year of Jubilee, it liberated two things. It liberated the land which was sold out. And it also liberated, liberated the slaves which were under bondage. So when you bring these two together, then you have got a perfect picture. So that's why in the last days, you have got the sons of God which are manifested. That is when the creature of God is also reconciled back. That is when the creature of God is also redeemed. Hallelujah. So this is where we are, brethren. Praise the Lord. Is where a son of God takes his position in Jesus Christ. Remember, God came to our father Abraham, and he swore to give, to give Abraham the land. And he said, I have sworn by myself, I'm going to give you this land, and I'm going to bless you. And as long as a Jew is outside of the promised land, God cannot deal with him. As long as a Jew is outside of Palestine, then he is outside of the will of God. And as long as a believer is outside the word of God, is outside the Holy Ghost, then he is outside of the will of God. Then he is outside the blessings of God. But when a believer comes back to claim his position in God, then he begins to work with God. Why did Brother Branham come? Let's read Malachi chapter 4, verse 5 and 6. I know it's a familiar scripture and uh, one of our favorite scriptures. It says, Behold, I send you Elijah the prophet, and he shall turn back the heart of the children back to the fathers. Amen. So Elijah, what Elijah's ministry came to do, it was to take us, the children, our hearts, back to the Pentecostal fathers, back to where we were in the beginning, in the book of Acts. And Brother Branham, we learned from the church ages that God has got one church which he ordained to be his church. And that church was ordained on at Pentecost. And Brother Bram says, if the vine shall put forth another branch, it will be Pentecost. So if we are ever going to go back, we are going back to Pentecost. 
We are not going to be sitting around just, you know, fellowshipping or just being in our room, sitting in a corner, just playing a tape. That's all right, brother. But after we listen to the tape, after we come to church, we must go back to Pentecost. We must go back to testifying. We must go back to preaching the gospel. We must go back to adoption. We must go back to our land. Brother Bram says, I have not come to build a denomination, but I have come to build individuals in the stature of a perfect man. Praise the Lord. That's our goal of gathering here. That's why we've got the church. That's why we've got the fellowship hall. Is that after we hear the word, after we receive the Holy Ghost, then Christ can continue his work in our lives. Amen. spoken about this. If we read Jeremiah chapter 32, we, we know the story when they were going into Babylon and they were besieged. And they were, when they were besieged by the Babylonians, Jeremiah, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah and he said that um, one of your niece shall come and sell you a piece of land. And ideally, Jeremiah was supposed to say no. Because we know that the city the country is already besieged and we are going into captivity. But God told Jeremiah and says, Jeremiah, buy this piece of land as a sign. And the sign is that the land shall not be sold forever. One day, we are going to come back from, from captivity and come back into the land. Which means that if you are a son of God, no matter how far you have gone, no matter how far you have gone, you have traveled, there is a law which God, at the appropriate time, He calls His children back to the promised land. It might take the cruel hand of Hitler. It might take the cruel hand of Eichmann. But one way or the other, if you are the elect, there is a law which works in you to win that you are supposed to come back to your inheritance. Hallelujah! Sometimes it can take your neighbor. Sometimes it can take your boss at work. Sometimes it can take sickness. But one way or the other, you're supposed to come back to the land of your inheritance. Because God will not rest until you come back. Friends, we have to come back. Friends, all the things that are, are happening, all the things... Let me, tell you this, let me tell you this. The moon controls the tide. Brother Bram says the moon controls the tide. And the moon is the church. Coronavirus may come, but it can only go thus far. Because the moon is here. The church of God is here. And the prophet says, and until he, the Bible says, until he that letteth shall let, until he be taken off. Which means that there could have been worse things happening to this world. But they can't happen because we are still here. There are more evil things that could be happening in 2020. But they can't happen because the bride is still here. So as long as you are still here, there are events that God is holding. God is holding the four winds of the earth so that you can receive the Holy Ghost, so that you can have your adoption, so that you can go back to your inheritance. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Uniting time inside. Brother Bonham says, the fish unite themselves together before the spring run. Out in the ocean, you can find them. What we call hams, the salmon. When they come up there before that run come in, you see them by the tens of thousands out in the sea, coming around and around salt water. But they are actually fresh water. You know the salmon, I don't know if you have read about the salmon, but that's what Brother Banam was talking about here. 
They are hedged in fresh water, and they travel for about 6,000 miles to the sea. They don't have a map. They don't have a compass. They don't have Google. They don't have Siri. They just travel because there is a law inside of them. And they are a type of the believer. They are hedged in fresh water, but they go to the sea. So in the beginning, you were in the mind of God. Fresh water. In the beginning, you were in the image of God. You were perfect before the Lord. And they go into salt water. And when they go into salt water, they grow there for about four years. They eat, fish, they eat food, they do everything that they do. And after four years, and they, when they want to, uh, they call it sperm. I don't know if I pronounce it uh, well. When they want to um, lay their eggs, let me put it that way. They have to travel back to where they were born. And they have to travel 6,000 miles back. And tell me the intelligence that gives a fish the memory to know that this is where I come from. They swim all the way from the Atlantic. As intelligent as the scientists think they are, they can't fly a plane from Charlotte to Ohio without the radar, without you know, all these systems. But a fish, a little fish... I've seen professors spending years and years studying the cycle of the salmon. People get white in there. That's how great our God is. If you can explain to me how a salmon can travel 6,000, and let me tell you the truth, when the time comes, they, they have to travel. And there is nothing that stops them. And sometimes they have to travel against the current. You know, fish naturally does not swim, you know, against the current. And naturally, saltwater fish, they cannot go back to fresh water. Neither can freshwater fish go back to salt water. But this, there is a law which works in the salmon. Because when the time comes, they have to go back. And sometimes they meet, they meet bears, uh, bears along the way. If you have seen pictures, you know, uh, that those fishes trying to, you know, jump over, you know, and the bears catching them. And no matter how, much, how, ma- how many are killed, they will, still, they will still go. And let me tell you this, my brothers. We are, that's the picture of the bride. When there is a law inside of us that we have to go back to the beginning. There may be bears along the way. There may be trials along the way. There may be, you know, all these things, all these people trying to criticize the message, all these things, they are there along the way. But there is a law inside of us. No matter what happens, we have to go back to the beginning. I don't care how much it takes. You know, the salmon, it actually changes its color in the process. And one of these days, my brother, we shall be changed. In the twinkle of an eye, we shall be changed. But before our flesh is changed, outsidely we may perish. But insidely, we are being renewed day by day. We are being changed by the word. From glory to glory, he is changing me. And the prophet says, those salmon, they know that when we reach there, we are actually going to die. And we won't be able to come back. But you can't stop them anyhow. And let me tell you the truth, brother. No matter what people say about this message, no matter what people say about this word, I'm going back to the beginning. I'm going back to my inheritance. I'm going back where I come from. Hallelujah. Brother Branham says, um, God's gifts always find their place. You know, God, when he created the world in the beginning, he will let the star flick around and he will say, stop. And he will let another star flick and say, stop. 
and he was writing his own Bible. And we, you and I, we are God's gifts. And as we are God's gifts, we have to be in our place. And God will make everything to make sure that we come in our place. Do you know the church in the, in the, in the, in the book of Acts, they wanted to have a Jerusalem council where they would write letters and tell people that are getting converted, don't eat meat sacrificed to idols. You know, they just sit around in the, in the, in the city and drink coffee. And God, the prophet says, God had to rise uh, persecution so that the church can go into action. And the prophet says, we might have our, di- our divisions as the bride of Jesus Christ. We might have our, our, our differences. But there's only thing that is going to bring us together. And he says, it's old-fashioned persecution. In other words, whatever happens, God is moving elements so that his church can be where he wants it to be. Praise the Lord. I want to skip something here. I want to read the book of Philemon, one of my favorite books. Let's go to the book of Philemon because I'm going to be reading quite a lot from the book of Philemon. Maybe I can read here from the slide. So Philemon was a minister in Colossae. And there was a church which used to gather in his house in Colossae. And Philemon, he had a very big house because obviously the believers were gathering there. And Philemon, he had, you know, some money. Because Paul says he refreshed the brethren. Amen. Uh, and, and Philemon had slaves. All right? And back in those days, because, you know, they were still in, in transitioning from Roman, from Jew, Judaism to, to Christianity. So Philemon had a slave. And there was one slave which ran away from him. That slave's name was called Onesimus. So Paul is writing a letter to Philemon. And he says, Paul, and I want you to know that the the book of Philemon, Paul does not talk about the resurrection. Paul does not talk about how great Jesus Christ is. He just writes a letter to Philemon. And here in this letter, Paul, and this, this slave that ran away from Philemon, he went to, 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 he went to live in Rome, right? That's where Paul was imprisoned. And when he, he was in Rome, that's where he was converted by the, by, by Paul. And Paul was in prison that time. And when he was converted there, that's when Paul gave him this letter. And he says, God, take this letter to what? To Philemon. You see the picture now. So Philemon had a church which was gathering in his house, and he had slaves, right? And one of the slaves ran away. His name was Onesimus. And, you know, and he was a born slave. A born slave is a slave for life. And under Roman laws, if you ran away from your master, it was quite punishable. One, because the slaves, they did not have representation. They did not have good lawyers. Number two, the Romans, they feared a revolt from the slaves, right? From the servants. So they always were very hard on slaves that steal or that run away. So in order for him to, to sustain himself, he might have probably stole some money from Philemon to move all the way from Colossae to, to, to Rome. Because Rome was such a big city, you know, he could just disappear there. But whilst he was in Rome, he met the gospel of Jesus Christ. And Paul is writing and says, Paul, a prisoner of Jesus Christ, and Timothy, our brother, and to Philemon, our dearly beloved and our fellow laborer, 
to our beloved Alphia and Akipas. Some say Alphia is the wife of Philemon and Akipas is the son. I don't know. And to the church in thy house. So they used to gather from house to house. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God, making mention of thee always in my prayers. Hearing of thy love and faith which thou hast towards the Lord and towards all the saints. So is the love towards the Lord and the love towards the saints. What we were talking about, you know, sending Bibles, helping out. So this was Philemon. And Paul says that the communication of thy faith may become effectual by acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. For we have great joy and consolation in thy love, because the bowels of the saints are refreshed by thee, brother. Wherefore, I thought I might, I might be much bold in Christ to enjoin thee that which is convenient. Yet for love's sake I rather beseech thee, being such as one as Paul the aged, and now also a prisoner of Jesus Christ, I beseech thee for my son Onesimus. So Paul is saying, please forgive this, this son of mine, Onesimus. Alright? Onesimus, he ran away from you, he was a slave. But Paul is saying, I want you to forgive Onesimus, whom I have begotten in my bones. So he, became, he was begotten by Paul when he was in Rome, when he was a prisoner. Which in time past was unto thee unprofitable. He was useless. But the word Onesimus means what? Useful. <laughs> and Paul say, but now profitable to thee and to me. So at some point he was useless. He ran away from you. You know, he could have stolen from you. But I'm sending him back to you because he is now profitable to me and unto thee. And Paul says, whom I have sent again, thou therefore receive him. That is mine own bowels, whom I have retained with me, that in thy state he might have ministered unto me the bonds of the gospel. But without thy mind would I do nothing, that thy benefit should not be as it were of necessity, but willing. For perhaps he therefore departed for a season. So he ran away from a season. Paul saying, he might have ran away for a season, that thou shouldest receive him forever. Not now as a servant. Don't receive him now as a slave, all right? But above a servant, a beloved brother, especially to me, but how much more unto thee, but in, unto thee, but in the flesh and in the Lord. If thou count me therefore a partner, a partner, Paul is saying, if you consider me as your partner, receive him as myself. And Paul says, if he hath wronged thee, if he have done something wrong to you, okay, he, he ran away from you, he, he stole some money, whatever it is. Or always the ought, put that on my account. Paul is saying, whatever he owes you, forgive him and put it what? In my account. Now, <laughs> you can imagine, this is a fellow who ran away and he has got a letter from Paul and he pitches up at the house of Philemon and says, Hello, master, I'm here. Please forgive me. I've got this letter from Paul. And Paul says, I have written it with my own hand. Because Philemon would, would not have believed Onesimus. So Paul had to write it in his own hand to say, okay, to prove that this letter is from Paul, I did not make this up. Here is Paul's handwriting. So Paul was putting his seal on this letter so that Onesimus could be accepted by Philemon. So here we, we don't have, you know, great things about it that Paul normally writes, but this story is the story of redemption. So Onesimus is you and me we ran away from Philemon, 
our Lord, our, our Father in heaven. And we were lost without hope. We were, we were lost. We, we, we deserved to die. And we ran away from God. And, when we, and then we met Jesus Christ. And he says, I forgive you. Whatever you owed the Father, put it in my account. And be thou accepted. And take this letter with you. And it has got my seal. And go back and meet Philemon. And say, I have been forgiven. This is your pardon. Let me tell you this, my brother. As long as you have got this letter that is sealed by the Holy Ghost, you can go back and prosper. Amen. And Paul saying, yeah, brother, let me have joy of thee in the Lord. Refresh my bowels in the Lord. So, Onesimus ran away from Philemon. And he thought that running away was going to be the end of his problems. And that's what we think as human beings. Sometimes we want to run away from our past. Sometimes we want to run away from our neighbors. Sometimes we want, to run away, we want to change our jobs. But sometimes what you simply need is to meet Paul. Is to meet the gospel. And when you meet the gospel, you can go back and face your problems. You can go back and be accepted. You can go back and actually do better. Amen. So that was the law of return which was working in the life of Onesimus. Let's read something here. Genesis chapter 31. And Jacob beheld the countenance of Laban, and behold, it was not toward him as before. And the Lord said unto Jacob, Return unto the land of thy fathers and, and to thy kindred, and I will be with thee. So you see, Paul says, Onesimus, go back to Philemon. And here God is saying to, to, to Jacob, Go back to the land of your fathers. But Jacob knew that I cannot go back to the land of my father because there is Esau along the way. So Jacob is exactly in the same position as Onesimus. He, he, he ran away from, from Philemon and Jacob ran away from his brother Esau. And Paul said, and Paul said to, 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 to Onesimus, take this letter and go back. Here God is saying to Jacob, Go back to the land of your fathers. No doubt you are going to meet giants along the way. You are going to meet trouble along the way. No doubt you are full of fear, but go back. And, and, and Jacob, that was a, 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 a day of reckoning for him. He stayed there for a couple of years. You can hide, but you still have to go back. And let me tell you this. The land of the promise has got giants. And today we don't have physical giants. We have got intellectual giants. They want to prove how many people fell off the bridge. What, what, what about this? What about this? There are always intellectual giants in the land. But regardless of the giants, we will go back anyhow. So when, when, when God said to, to, to Jacob, go back and to your land, Jacob said, I'm going back. And remember, and the story goes, he actually wrestled with the angel. He said, Lord, you, you said that I'm going to, if, you, if, you, if I go back, you're going to bless me. Now Esau is along the way and he's got 400 men and he's got mighty soldiers. And that's when Jacob meets the angel of the Lord. And I want to tell you tonight, go back to the promises of God. You don't have to despair. You don't have to worry. Just go back to the promises of God. God said, I am the Lord that healeth all thy diseases. God says, I am your provider. God said, I will make you a good father. I will make you a good husband. I will make you a good wife. Just go back to the promises of God. And everything shall be well with thee. Melchizedek. If we read um, in Hebrews chapter 
7, we, we read about Melchizedek. Paul says, For this Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of the Most High God, watching my time here, all right, who met Abraham returning from the slaughter of the kings, blessed him, to whom also Abraham gave a tenth part of all, first being by interpretation king of righteousness, after that also the king of Salem. So there are two priesthoods in the Bible. Well, there are three, but I want to talk about two. Uh, the first priesthood was, was the father, you know, Job interceding for his children. So it's always there. The father is the priest of the house. And the second priesthood, that's, you know, Aaron and his sons. And the third priesthood is the priesthood of Melchizedek. But we can just say, okay, two, Aaron and Melchizedek, right? And the book of Hebrews, it talks about better things. It talks about Christ being better than angels. Talks about the, you know, uh, the, the, the lamp being better than the Old Testament uh, blood of bulls and goats. Talks about, uh, you know, the Mount uh, Jerusalem being better than Mount Sinai. You know, it talks about just the better things of the testament that we have. And when it comes to the priesthood, it says that the priesthood of Christ is better than the priesthood of Aaron, which is the priesthood of Melchizedek. Because the priesthood of Aaron was the priesthood of the Jews, of the Old Testament Jews, of people who were under the law, right? And the, the Bible says those that are under the law, they are servants. So the priesthood of Aaron was the priesthood of servants. And Brother Bram says that Jews are the servants, but the bride is not the servants. So that's why we have got a better priesthood, which is not the priesthood of servants, it's the priesthood of kings. Hallelujah. And if you read, the prophet says the 144,000, they are the eunuchs. And although they are, all, you know, uh, uh, they've got, you know, we, we read so beautiful scriptures about them. But in the new Jerusalem, the Bible says they are before the throne. They are not on the throne, right? Because the bride is the one that sits on the throne with Jesus Christ. And the prophet says that 144,000, they are Jews. And they are servants. But we are called higher than, than those servants. And we live not by the order of Aaron, do this, do that, but by the order of Melchizedek. By revelation, I don't need anyone to tell me how long should my skirt be. I don't need anyone to tell me, watch this, don't watch that. But the Holy Ghost, by revelation, I know that I am a son of the king. I am a child of the king. I come back from God and I go back to God. That's the order of Melchizedek. It was not given to the Jews. That was a lesser priesthood. People would come year after year, you know, confession every time they sprinkled. The, but Jesus Christ, he was made a priest after the order of Melchizedek. And like David, David he used to wear an effort. You know that? Sometime. And, and, and in, a, in, a, in a type, David kind of like prayed, the, he also eat you know, the shoe bread. In a way, David was a type of the believer. He was of the tribe of Judah, which were the kings. But he'd also sometimes, you know, wear the priestly effort and eat the shoe bread. Showing that in the last days, we the sons of God, we will be God's royal priesthood. We will be kings and priests together with Jesus. What it means is that you don't live by the law. And the Bible says, now these are the laws of adoption. Thus, the law is a, is a schoolmaster to bring you unto Christ. But if, if you are under the law, you are a servant. And the, and, and the Bible says, 
a, a child is not different from a servant until he comes to what? To maturity. So if you are still figuring out what, what, what not to eat, what not to touch, you know, how to, I'm talking about, you know, just, you know, do's and don'ts. Then you are still on the seventh stage. You are not yet coming to the full redemption. Redemption is in two parts. Full redemption is coming out of Egypt and getting into Canaan. It's not enough just to say, I believe the message. I came from denomination. That's just one aspect of it. But full redemption is after you come out of denomination, after you come out of Egypt, you enter into the promised land. You enter into Christ and you claim your position in God. That's full redemption. It's not just sitting upon your church pew and say, I believe the prophet came and just, you know, playing your guitar. That's all right. But brother, we have to have the promise of the hour. And it has to be a reality in our life. It has to be a flame that burns in our hearts. You don't have to have a seminar for people to tell you, brothers, let's try to put, pass some tracks, let's go and testify. If, 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 if you have received the Holy Ghost and it's really burning in your heart the way it's supposed to be, you will continue the same works of Jesus Christ. You know, if you are in love, everyone knows that you are in love, you know. If, everyone just, if you love bikes, everyone can see that this man loves bikes. If you love Jesus, the world has to know that you love Jesus. And you have received something better. Right now, if someone receives a vaccine, if, if a company produces a vaccine, they want to tell the whole world, our vaccine is 90, 90% effective. Our vaccine is 94% effective. I have got a vaccine which is 100% effective. Hallelujah. You can get the inoculation tonight. Do you believe it? Praise the Lord. Abraham had many sons. Ishmael. And he had other sons that he bore by Keturah. And the Bible says he gave them gifts and he sent them away. Like the modern churches, you know. The, the modern churches. He gave them gifts and he what? Sent them away. But Isaac... Yet he was the heir, he was supposed to have the full inheritance of Abraham. So these people, that, you know, that's their portion. And, and the Bible says Mount Seir is Esau's portion. Moab, Moab has, got their, has got its mountain. And all these places, they are sons of Abraham, but they are not in Palestine. They are outside Palestine. Which means that in the New Jerusalem, the reason why we are what we are is because in the New Jerusalem, we will be inside the city. There will be some people that will be saved at the general resurrection. Brother Bernard was, Brother Brady was talking about men of integrity, some nice people in the world. Some of those people, they will be saved, not in the first resurrection, but in the second resurrection. If they didn't deny Jesus Christ, they will be judged by works. And they will be given eternal life, and they will be outside the city. All right? And the, and the Bible says, and the kings of the earth shall come in the city and, you know, take the leaves for the healing of the nations. You know, you know the story, right? And the reason we, why we are kings is because death does not change who you are. It changes your dwelling place. If you are a king here, you will be a king there. 
If you are a servant here, you'll be a servant there. Hallelujah. So, the order of Melchizedek is, to, is, is a priesthood that makes us kings. And we are not going to be kings just, you know, uh, after we die. We are kings right now. Being a king is character, it's your attitude. It's, you don't need someone to tell you come to church early. You don't need someone to tell you sing during song service. You don't need anyone to tell you to you know, observe quiet time. You don't need someone to tell you to pray before you go to sleep. That's for servants. They receive orders. Do this, do that, do this, do that. But a son of God who has, who has been placed into Canaan, he knows who he is. Praise the Lord. And that is where we are supposed to go. It's the law of return. We have to return back. We have to be reconciled back. Amen. Return and jubilee. The prophet says, and we find that when Joshua divided the inheritance to the people, each person was placed positionally exactly the way these Hebrew mothers named, named those children. Like Judah. Judah means praise. Amen. And Judah means praise. And, and Jacob was blessing the tribes. He says, Judah... You are a lion's whelp, and you are whom thy brethren shall praise. And, and that's why they could say, Saul killed a thousand, but David killed ten thousand. They used to praise David because he was of the tribe of Judah. Amen. And that's why when we come to church, we, we first of all do a song service. Because when they were going to war, Judah would go first. So the praise have to go first. When you are going into battle, the first thing that you do, you praise the Lord. Amen. So, so these Hebrew mothers, when they were giving birth, they would say their names of these sons, and they would say Ephraim, and they would say Manasseh. And by saying that, they were placing these people where they were supposed to be. In other words, no matter where they go, they could be in, 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 in Scotland, they could be in Germany, but they have to come back yeah. under the influence of the name which the mother uttered. Like Onesimus, his name meant useful. But at some point he was useless. But because he was Onesimus, he, at some point he had to return to being useful. Amen. Praise the Lord. And that's how it works, my friends. The Jews, God always has to raise a father who does not know, know Joseph. God had to raise, and I'm inspired by the story of uh, ben, um, by, uh, ben Zion Netanyahu. Now, the word Ben, it's a Hebrew, which means son. Son, all right? Like Benjamin, it means Benjamin. It means the son of my right hand. So this guy, he had three sons. You know, he had um, the current prime minister. Uh, what's his name? Benjamin Netanyahu. And he had another one called what? Jonathan Netanyahu. He was killed in Operation Raid of Entebbe. And another one, I forgot his name. And these people had got they had European surnames, but they knew that they had to come back. And that's when they changed their surname. They said, my, our surname shall be called Netanyahu. And his name, he said, my, my first name is, is Ben Zion, which means the son of Zion. And he taught his children about Zion policies. And one of his sons, the one that was killed, Jonathan, uh, 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 they, they used to call him Yoni, he was actually a student at Harvard. And, he, and he, when, he, when he read that, you know, they were going into war, the Jews were going to war, he quit school to go and fight in the Jewish army. He quit Harvard school 
just to, you know, to help a, a country which was just starting, you know, there, were, there was a lot of confusion. But he believed in the Jewish story. He believed in the promises of the Bible. And he said, you know what? I'm going there to fight for, for my people. I'm going there to fight for... And they, he was killed. And he was, he's one of the most celebrated generals. But he was, a, he, was, he was a smart man. He could have, you know, finished his Harvard school and become a very big businessman. But he knew that the land had to go back to the Jews. And I want to tell you tonight, I will fight with every inch in my body, with every strength that I have, going in the mission fields, persuading people, those sons of God that have to come, they have to come. Amen. And Abraham says, and if I'm not misunderstanding the scriptures wrong, I believe in the great millennium that is to come. You know, they will take right, they will take right back to that place. For we, we know Zion shall be lit up, that great city, and they will not have day or no night. Brother Abraham is saying, in the, in the millennium, in the new Jerusalem, these 12 tribes would take their places there. So, this story of redemption it's reflecting what we shall be in eternity, but we have to reflect it now. And you, people wonder, you know, why do we have to do all this? Why are we different from other churches? It's because we are the citizens of the pyramid city. That's the reason. We are not outside. Others can do it and get by with it because they, are, they, are, they were not given the portion, you know? But we are inside the pyramid sit. And, and, and because of that, we shall judge the world. We shall judge the angels. Then, if we are going to judge the angels, can't we judge between a good skirt and a bad skirt? If we are going to judge, how shall you judge your neighbor if you do the same thing that he does? Praise the Lord. I don't know about you. It's like, okay, it's like the laws of professionalism. Alright? I'm a public accountant. I subscribe to the professional body of CPA, there are things that I'm not supposed to do because of my position, right? If you are a doctor, you are a professional, there are things which you're not supposed to do because of the rules of professionalism. And if you are a pilot, no matter how much you love your alcohol, but you can't drink before you take your flight because it's unprofessional, right? You have to have a higher order. So the bride has got a higher standard. It's called above denominations. And because we have chosen this way, the narrow path, it is his way. Amen. And it will bring the tremendous victory in the what? In the love divine. Praise the Lord. Let me rush here. My time is, is, is going. Modern events are made clear by prophecy. You were here in Christ before he was the fullness of the word. He was the fullness of the God yet bodily. God was in Christ reconciling the word to himself. He was bringing us back from that time. Now watch the nature of it. If a vine, if the first branch, Jesus said, I am the vine, here are the branches. I believe I am the vine. Now, what did the vine put forth? Put for the branch. The first branch was a Pentecostal church. Is that right? Then the second branch comes forth. Let me tell you the truth. If you want to know where we are supposed to be, Brother Bram says the second branch, there are three Ephesians in the Bible. The first Ephesians is the book of Joshua. That's the first Ephesians. And then the second Ephesians is the book of Ephesus. 
And we are in the third Ephesians, and it's exactly the same way. And I believe that there is a, the role of a fivefold ministry. I believe that there is a role of a nine spiritual gifts. Why? Because the, the second branch has to be the same as the first branch. Because the same sun which, which rose in the east is the same sun which sets in the west. Amen. But be another Pentecost. Now, we don't see Pentecostal in all churches, do we? No, well, what is it? It's a grafted vine. But we have to go back to what? To Pentecost. God who is rich in mercy, Brother Abraham says. Now, if, if many of you like to just mark, mark down a scripture that a minister reads, and I would like for you to tonight, if you would, to turn to Ephesians. And I was speaking last Sunday on the Ephesians, how the book of, of, of Joshua was the Ephesians of the Old Testament. And how it was the book of redemption. And redemption is two parts. Come out of and entering into. So that's what, that's the book of redemption. Joshua is the book of redemption. Ephesians is the book of redemption. You are coming out of and getting into. We, we don't just live, you know, Salvation Army, Episcopalian. We are, we are actually coming out of those things so that we can come to inheritance. The Jews, God, the reason why he took them from all those nations is because he was gathering them into the promised land so that he could con- confirm the covenant unto them. Amen. A paradox. I believe we are right in the shadows of the coming of the Son of God. And as Joshua, just before the Ephesians, raised up, so did John the Baptist rise up just before the next Ephesians. That's your, that's your second Ephesian. And we are promised another Ephesian. This is where we are. The bride ministry. The placing of the sons of God. It's predicted here in the scripture. Therefore, I think we are living in the Ephesians again. Back again. We are promised that what was left off during those seven ages. That's the law of return. Being reconciled back to where we came from. Being reconciled back to the beginning. Do you believe it tonight? I want to tell you, my friends, you have got a role to play. I don't care how people may look down upon you. I don't care, you know, the devil can try to give you a complex. But God does not call a person unless that person has got a purpose. And God does not have access. He always has a purpose for, every, for everyone that he has called. And tonight we are the elected bride of Jesus Christ. And we have to stand in our position. And that's why we have received the message of the hour. is to turn back the hearts of the children back to the what? To the fathers. Back to the Pentecostal fathers. Not another new movement. Not just, you know, a little something. But back to Pentecost. Where we have the signs and wonders. Where, where we, you know, we are, we are doing missionary work. Where, we, where the sick are being healed. All these things. Now, we, are we going to have a worldwide uh, revival? No. We have a bride revival. Even at Pentecost, they did not have a worldwide revival. They were actually moving from house to house because of the fear of the Jews, right? But they still had the power of God with them. And this is where we are returning back to. And remember Naomi, when things were bad in her life, she, everything, you know, 
she had to rise up and to go back to the promised land. And when she went there, God prospered Naomi. She said, my name is, don't call me Naomi, call me Mara. Because the Lord has dealt bitterly with me. But Naomi simply had to return to the promises of God. And today, there's a law working within us to return back to the word of God. If the, uh, the musicians can come. And I want to let you, tell you that we, it's a grand privilege to be living in this time. And it's a glorious time to be living. There is no time like our time. There is no age like our age. God has given us the Holy Ghost. And people, and God sometimes he takes his servant. You know, God had to take Moses because people were depending on Moses. Everything they will say Moses. Any situation, Moses, Moses. Until one time Jethro said, this is too much. Anoint men here that can help you to judge. But still, God had to take Moses. And in the Joshua ministry, if someone would come to Joshua and say, Joshua, I want this portion of the word, Joshua would not pray for them. He would say, brother, take your sword and, and take it. <laughs> and today, you know, back in the day, people used to go to Jeffersonville, say, brother Branham, pray for me, brother Branham. But brother Branham is not here. But he left us the word. Whatever you need, take the sword of the word. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I come to you, Lord Jesus Christ, this evening. I thank you, Father, for your precious promises, O oh God. You swore unto our father Abraham to give us this land. And Lord, you said you will bless us in this land and it flows with milk and honey. Lord God, there are giants in this land, but we are more than able to drive them out, O oh God. We pray, Father, for your children, Lord Jesus Christ, who are sitting here, some who are listening in, Father, in different positions. Lord God, help them to rise. Oh, Jesus Christ, help us to return fully, Lord Jesus Christ, to the promise that you gave us at Pentecost, the promise that you gave us. You said Elijah shall come and he shall restore all things. You want to enjoy the full benefits, the full blessings of returning, the full blessings of restoration. Oh Lord, we thank you this evening. Heal those that are sick. Touch those that are sick. We pray for those that, Lord God, are, are in despair. Comfort them. May the Holy Ghost touch those. Convict the sinners. Even the critics that listen to these messages. Lord, we pray for them. May you touch them. Oh God, everyone, Lord God, that shall tune in. Everyone, Father, we pray for them. We thank you, Lord Jesus Christ, for the Bibles that are going to Africa. Bless the hands. Lord God that are giving bless your children and may you continue to anoint and to multiply that your word may go and find the last one we commit ourselves into your hands and we rededicate ourselves back to you Lord and we are saying father like Isaiah says Lord here am I touch our lips oh God inspire the young man Lord God give them a zeal for the Bible says the zeal of the Lord shall bring this to pass Father, when man says it is impossible, but we believe with God all things are possible. Set our souls on fire. Help our God us to leave this word as Brother Stephen preached to go to every house to tell our neighbors to tell our relatives and not to be ashamed of the gospel. And Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. 
I am bound, but the gospel is not bound. We thank you, Father, and we commit ourselves into your hands. We, we, we pray that, that Lord Jesus Christ will be with us and, 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 and bless the rest of our week. And we pray for the folks, oh God, that have got different needs. May you touch them and bless them. We pray also for our pastor who was not able to come here with us, Brother Barry. Lord God, it's such a privilege to have a, a, a pastor who comes and ministers before us. Follow your word says, I shall give you pastors according to my own heart. Lord, it's a privilege. We often hear the prophet saying it's a privilege to come in the house of the Lord. We didn't understand until the churches were closed. Father, sometimes it takes the negative things to help us realize how privileged we are. But tonight we want to thank you, Father, for all the privilege that you have given us. Gathering together, listening to the word. We ask it, all, oh God, in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. I enjoyed that. Did you? Let's stand together. I uh, have to make a quick correction right here. At the beginning of the service, not once but twice, I referred to Brother Aaron as Brother Caleb. And I apologize, Brother Aaron. Let's sing what you're playing there. My chains are gone. My chains are gone. I've been set free. My God, my Savior, has ransomed me. And like a flood, His mercy reigns. Unending love. Amazing grace. Amazing Mercy, Ray. 
children of Israel crossed over into Canaan, the Lord told them many, many times, he said over and over again, it's not about what you can do. I've spoken it and I will perform it. And his instructions to Joshua before Joshua crossed over was only be thou strong and very courageous. It's not about it's not about what you can do. It's about what I've already done. And all you have to do is go forward. Amen. We have the same promise. He's already spoken it. He'll perform it. All we have to do is go forward. Let's bow our heads together. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you for the word we've heard tonight. How you've spoken to our hearts, Lord Jesus. How it encourages us to know, Lord Jesus that our origin does not lie within this life or within what we can do in the scope of this life, but what you've spoken and what you'll perform if we just go forward, Lord. So help us, Lord, to press on. Lord, with the Christmas season coming on and the new year approaching, I pray that you'll just, Lord, give us a spirit of courage to press forward, Lord spirit of determination, a spirit of humility, Lord, and a spirit of resignation, Lord, to be led and guided by your spirit, Lord. pray that you'll just grant it to be so as the week progresses on, Lord. I pray you'll watch over us and keep us in the palm of your hand, Lord. Just watch over us. Bring us back together safely on the weekend, Lord. We pray that you'll just Uphold each one, Lord, and uplift them in your spirit. Ask that you grant it in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be dismissed. My chains are gone. I've been set free. My God, my Savior, has ransomed me. Mercy reigns unending.